Hello, everyone. I'm Contest of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? Very good. How about you? I am pretty good because Raw was pretty good. Far too often, John, we sit here and we struggle to be positive, but with Big E as the WWE champion, we are fueled by the power of positivity, and we, we rode that wave tonight, and boy, uh, even before, like before the show, the show started, we had a lot to look forward to, and then I would say that the show even managed to kind of exceed those expectations. So we'll get into all of that. But before we do, just want to remind you all that uh, this show, like everything that we do here at Dress Zone, is available on any, any number of streaming platforms. So it's not called Spotify, YouTube, uh, podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, John, on Friday night, WWE shocked many fans uh, by announcing that tonight on Raw, we would be seeing the New Day face the Bloodline. Uh, in, in this interpromotional clash where Big E, the WWE champion, will be, and the New Day, of course, uh, will be facing Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, and the Bloodline. So right away, we knew we were in for, for something pretty special here. Um, and I think I remember they had announced, uh, well, not announced, but it had been kind of rep- reported that Big, uh, I think Roman or, or some other SmackDown stars would be on Raw. And I had assumed at the time that would be in a dark match, but obviously that was not the case. Uh, the, the New Day and, uh, and the Bloodline had this match here and wound up starting the show, uh, which also surprised me. I thought uh, we would get that uh, at the end. But of course, in, in a world where we are somewhat driven by the viewership numbers, I, I think you may have tweeted yourself where you, you had expected them to kind of, uh, or what part of the rationale may have been put this first and then hope that people will stick around for whatever comes next. Uh, especially if you, this, this, let's call it the whole segment took up just about the first half hour. I mean, kind basically, of, kind of, basically yeah. that first segment lasted until the start of the football game. Yeah. So uh, Ricky Zaldivar saying good raw open and the end as well, where, you know, this I've talked about it many times. I was like when you kind of book in a show like this and we had the tag team match open the show. And then, John, they upped the ante. We didn't just get this tag team match. Biggie goes back. Well, I should say we'll talk about it, but basically it was set up that uh, Bobby Lashley interfered. So Biggie was like, no, 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 it's not going to go down like that. I want Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns in a triple threat match, a match that could very well main event at WrestleMania, I would say. Uh, and we got it here on cable TV, on Monday Night Raw, in the main event. They, so they, they announced that, John, and I'm like, ah, they're just going to screw us over. They're not going to give us this this amazing main event match for free on Raw. And that's exactly what they did. What is this? What is happening? WWE, Raw, putting on a good show, giving us good matches, giving us matches that are fun and meaningful. And, I mean, this this the main event especially felt like, you know, when I was a kid, I played the WWE 2K games, and I was like, throw the biggest stars out there. You know, throw logic out the window, have a good time, and I, and that wasn't even the case here, where this match made sense, and we had a clean, fairly clean pinfall. Roman Reigns won, coming over to uh, to Monday Night Raw here. So all this being said, John, I guess for me uh, at least, and I think I've gotten we've gotten some comments here. Uh, Chevalier Lawrence, I'm so sorry if I pronounced that right, but uh, well, part of the question here is that. Why, or I should say, if what is one off, or do you think that we're going to see some more of this collaboration? Now, of course, the draft is just you know not even two weeks away, but is this kind of maybe the start of you know some some overlap here? 
I think a lot of it has to do with what the rating comes back tomorrow. I think if they're if they get a solid bump, uh, I bl- what Roman and the Usos were the only three from SmackDown, correct? correct. And okay. Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman MVP. And Paul Heyman, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think if uh, there's a boost in viewership or an increase in demo or something like that, that they might explore the idea more in the future. Uh, we have a draft coming, uh, and I think they're going to keep some aspect of the brand split. Uh, they might. I'm surprised they didn't refer to. Did they refer to the wild card rule tonight? No, I, don't, I, I, did, I did, did not catch on that at all. This yeah, was this so, seemed like a, an interpersonal match, kind of uh, outside of of the wild card rule or the the brand to brand invitational. Even I, I didn't hear any of that. You know. So I, I thought maybe that we would see something like that announced, but since we didn't, uh, I think the door is open to do more stuff like this in the future, especially because you have to consider that, and basically one month a month and a half maybe they're going back to the uk again for more live shows the first two weeks of november so the draft is going to hit we're going to have about four weeks and then they're going to go back to the uk for for two more weeks so the opportunity will present itself uh, i assume the superstars that didn't go over this time will go over to uk the next time but with the draft shaking things up uh, surprisingly that they're not referring to these house shows as super shows anymore right. yet yet right. they are still showcasing talent from both shows normally in the past they've done like a saturday show that has the smackdown roster and a sunday show that might have the raw roster because then the smackdown guys were on the road friday saturday then they'd go home and then the raw guys were on the road sunday monday then they'd go home after that uh so i, I think the door is open to to do more cross stuff like that uh but uh the opening segment was good. I think it did somewhat of a job to at least retain viewers. Uh, I'm sure they switched after that. I think it might have been a little bit of a wiser decision if they would have announced that main event during that segment just so we would have had an idea. Might as well kind of talk about that now as well. The main event was obviously a triple threat match between Roman Reigns, Big E, and uh, Bobby Lashley. And it was a very good match. You legitimately thought that Big E was going to win multiple times, pinning Roman Reigns. It was a very good teaser for Survivor Series if they choose to do that. Uh, give your thoughts on the main event. I, I thought it was great. Like I said, I, I, I'd put this up there as more than capable of main eventing any any pay-per-view, any big pay-per-view. Like this was, this was great. I mean, this is what happens. I mean, we, we saw it in a very small sense ironically not small because almost but with almost a guy that's been protected and handled very well when he got in the ring with Bob Lashley a couple weeks ago it felt like a big deal because he's been you know handled very well he's been made to look very strong uh and, and so that felt important just and that's what we saw here tonight where it's like you have Roman Reigns on this incredible run Bobby Lashley's even though I lost the title, still in the midst of this incredible run. I think even just tonight, he, he stepped up his game where you could tell he, he was like pissed off and like amped up and, and really even more physical, even than we had seen in recent weeks. Now, now he's not just the almighty champion. Now he's you know a guy that's lost his title and he's mad about it, logically. Uh, and also, uh, let alone you have Roman Reigns on the screen run as well. And Biggie, you know, all together, you throw them together. That's It's a recipe for success. I liked it a lot. And like I said, I, I've been conditioned to to expect shenanigans and you know getting screwy finishes, uh, and I, I was very surprised. Yeah, Lashley injured in the tag team match, but you know that, or I was expecting worse. I guess you know maybe a count out or a DQ or something. We still got a pinfall in the main event. Pretty clean, pretty, uh, and, pretty clean result there. And speaking of shenanigans, uh, let's throw in another 
WWE shenanigan where they casually announced that Extreme Rules match would be taking place at the pay-per-view between Roman Reigns and Demon Balor. Uh, I believe that kind of just came out of the blue, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as, as of showtime tonight, there had not been any stipulation matches announced for the pay-per-view. I know that had been a point of contention for many people, myself included. I mean, it's extreme rules. It's it's in the name. Can't be that hard just to slap on some some stipulations. Granted, there's there's something to be critical of there as well. Where you know Robert and I were talking about on the SmackDown show, you know, you want these matches to be meaningful. It's like if it's a, a ladder match, have, ideally you want the ladder to mean something or there to be a use for it. Uh, I'm gonna say Chev. I don't want to mispronounce the name again. Chev saying all matches on the card should be extreme. I mean, yeah, that's the point. Back in the day, at least uh, when I remember them doing the, the pay-per-view back in the day every match had something i think they've kind of tapered away a little bit but even still the big matches definitely are there should team. be at least two to three not one yeah especially the the big title matches and it's it was a little weird where even though reigns was on raw they did kind of throw that announcement in there that he will be facing balor in an extreme rules match uh as of right now like as far as we know there won't be a, a WWE, wwe title match on the show uh, and I wouldn't really expect that to change. I, I would have thought they would have announced that tonight. Uh, even with you know the, the two matches we saw, I would have expected something there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was just there, there's a lot to like here. Eddie Zahari saying great opener and anime event matches again, kind of the the, the uh, book ending kind of style there. And there was just so much to like. You've got this tease of as Nesker is pointing out, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. They they uh, you know cross paths uh, more directly than we've seen them during this, the, the simultaneous runs that they're on. So that was really cool to see that kind of tease there. Johnny mentioned a minute ago that uh, this very much seemed like a tease for Survivor Series. And I, I still think that's ultimately where we're going with Big E versus Roman Reigns in a singles match. And if they can kind of hold off on that, I think that'll feel like a really big deal once we finally get that uh, in that sense. Um, but again, part of the, the discourse here is this, the thought about the brand split. Should it end? Should it keep going? Sal Sultan saying he thinks it should end. Be one show again. Getting other comments like Chev saying uh, they should unify the titles. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the idea of uh, the very least kind of tapping into the fact that you've got all these talented stars on both brands. And I, I think at this point, maybe the best answer would be just to none all or nothing where it's like not entirely separate just kind of more stuff like this bring them over without stuff like the, the wild card rule and just kind of have these kind of special matches um i saw some tweets some tweets you know people reacting to the main events saying hey they, this doesn't need to be like every couple of months they can do this more regularly in terms of just how uh specialist main event felt and i would agree and again as i said a minute ago it's, it's this case of uh you know just protecting your, the stars you've got and making and, and handling them well. So then by the time you've got a match like this come along, you can fully deliver with it because it actually feels important. So all in all, like, you know, this, this took up a good chunk of the show. I liked it a lot. Um, it's, it was a lot of fun. I, and Shev saying they liked the, the brand crossover. I would agree. Uh, to me, I mean, I, the this is the raw show. Okay. But I do the SmackDown show. And I've made enough circuit. I, I tend to prefer SmackDown. I love the, I love the work that Roman Reigns has been doing. And Paul Heyman, even Paul Heyman was on TV for like two minutes. I'm like, I like the show just a little bit better because Paul Heyman was on it. Because I think he, every time he's on the screen, he's, he's doing something to like further the story. So he was kind of setting up this triple threat match, you know. So admittedly, by bringing people over the, uh, from the SmackDown side of things to Raw, I liked Raw a little more. So I'm like, hey. 
why not do more of that? Because then I'll, I'll like roll it even just a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I'm very much hoping for from at least in a general sense more of this. What exactly? I don't know. You know, obviously they can't, they can't do something like this every week. I mean, Corey Graves said it. I think like five times. Like, oh, you're never gonna see this match again. I feel like we will. But the point being that you, you're not gonna see this all the time. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was handled well. Herman Dakar saying it's too bad that Bobby Lashley had to be the fall guy. I mean, no, but I will say the one downside of a match like this, you don't want to see anybody get pinned. But, you know, they, they it was handled in a way that nobody looked weak. You know, it's a triple threat match. All three guys went all out. Absolutely. Big E broke out his apron spear, which scares the hell out of me because it just looks so brutal. Um all and Lashley got a chair, and it's and it's Roman Reigns. It's not like he got pinned by some some schmuck, you know, some Joe Schmuck. It's Roman Reigns, you know, and and he can take it, all right. You know, it's it's all it's all good. So I liked it a lot. I don't. I, if I really want to, I, I could spend a whole uh, hour talking about this match. But we got plenty of other things to talk about as well, such as and that's Chris saying that we've got Jeff Hardy back in the thick of things here. I feel like not even one month removed from chasing the twenty four seven title. He will be fighting for the United States title on Sunday because he defeated uh, Sheamus in a singles match here. Well, the stipulation being that if he did win, he would earn a spot in the previously announced Sheamus versus Damian Priest match for the title on Sunday. Good match. These two guys have a lot of history together, so that was fun. Um, not too much to really say about it. I mean, we've seen this match before. It was good. Uh, but Jeff Hardy did win, did win, so we will get into that match. This is one of those that would be fun to slap on a stipulation but john at least in the general sense what do you think about seeing hardy back you know and and uh legitimate title contention here i'm very happy to see that because um i i haven't been able to get to a raw show in, in a long time and that's where jeff hardy is and i've been wanting to see jeff hardy and the fact that he'll be at extreme rules in a title match uh, I'm excited for him to have the opportunity. Now, I, I did see DJ say, you know, Hardy won't win. I mean, obviously, Hardy probably won't win. I would assume that Damian Priest will pin Sheamus in this match, and Jeff Hardy will kind of just be there. I hope this is the start of him getting more exposure, maybe in line for a draft or something like that. He does – I mean, he previously commented that he wants to bring his Willow character back before he's done – he said he wanted to battle Roman Reigns before he was done. I mean, he clearly still has goals he wants to he wants to fulfill. I think he's more than earned the opportunity to be able to do this. I mean, I'll tell you what, that swan Tony did tonight when Seamus put his knees up, that looked brutal. That, like, that looked like it that really hurt. Yeah. And and he and we've obviously seen him comment in the past couple months about how he can't really do as much. You know, he can't do as many swantons anymore because it does hurt his back. And week after week, he saw it, they're doing it. Uh, like you said, not much to hit home with in, in the match itself. It was it was a decent match. Hardy won. The main story coming out of this is the fact that, you know, Hardy is in the match. Triple threat. This reminds me and also I think has the potential to be similar to that ladder match we saw between Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. Uh, I believe it was last year at some point. Uh, I would be in favor of this turning into a ladder match. Obviously, since a triple threat, they'll go with a no DQ, you know, because every triple threat match is no DQ, and they'll play that off. But this has the potential to be a very good match. I don't think we should be surprised about Damian Priest possibly winning. But you want to talk about titles. We did see a title change hands tonight when we had a previously advertised women's tag team championship match. People were 50-50 on the fence about this, mostly because 
uh, it appeared Chauncey Blackheart and Tegan Knox were securing an, uh, the next opportunity. They had won multiple uh, contenders matches and for some reason got passed between Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash. It started with a promo that they uh, ran about Connor's cure and cancer and stuff like that. Rhea Ripley, uh, she forgot her lines. Uh, seemingly, yeah. Seemingly, yeah. Whether, whether it was because she got emotional or just forgot her lines or what. And then you could tell, you know, Nikki was kind of feeding her the lines indirectly and she got back on track. And, but I mean, and you tweeted this as well. Once they said, you know, this match is for the kids, this is for cancer, this is victory. It was pretty much the deal was sealed there. They were going to win. And of course they did win. They're the new tag team champions. That's good for them. I mean, they're going to be able to be on both brands now moving forward. I think that's, that's good for Rhea Ripley to get more exposure. Maybe the Nikki character gets over. It seemingly has a little bit crazy that these two are both raw women's champion in the past two months and now they're tag team champions what do you make of this well first i mean first off dj gassier pointing out that yes yeah shotzi blackheart tegan knox had earned a title shot never got it so i guess optimistically we can say that uh nikki and rea have their first uh, challengers kind of lined up for them so that's good i mean we talk about it on this show we talk about on smackdown show that the, the women's tag division has been struggling with depth let's say uh but at least here you, they have built up this team even though they haven't really been active lately which was weird because again they did earn a title shot uh but as nesker saying congratulations she's happy for them for nikki and Rhea. i mean you you point out they are both former uh raw women's champions in just the past two months so that is interesting you know that you know they kind of just so quickly uh you know, pivoted like that, I guess. Um, but no, I, I think it's kind of cool. We see this all the time. Um, I remember, I think, I mean, this is my speculation, at least months ago on the road to WrestleMania, Asuka and Charlotte were the champions, and I think they were seemingly kind of building up to a match between the two, and, and both of them, just like this, they, they're former champions, kind of like this, this dream team of sorts. Uh, so you do that and kind of build up something for the future. I remember we were talking about it last week, some of the viewers here were... Predict, predicting or wondering if if uh, Rhea could turn on Nikki, we might see that at some point. But the champions now, so I would feel like that is not exactly in the cards right away. Um, I've just I feel like such a jerk because like Nikki and and Rhea came out before the match, and Nikki grabs a mic, and my first thought is like, oh no, like please no, don't like I just more often than not like her promos just don't hit with me and i was i was literally about to type something and tweet it like oh like you know just like stop talking and then she t- cuts this promo about you know fighting for the kids with cancer i was like oh good thing i didn't tweet that um but yeah that, that i will say that took me out of it a little bit where they did they literally frame this like oh we're gonna fight for the kids uh, this is about you know overcoming cancer which is a great message it's fantastic they have this nice little moment where they you know, did a V for victory chant with the crowd about, you know, again, overcoming cancer. Good stuff. Wholesome. That's what, that's what an quote unquote, almost a superhero should be doing. Good. But doing that literally right, right before the match, they, there was no way they could have lost. Um, I saw there's this one like sarcastic Twitter account called WWE creative humor. And it's, they tweeted something like if, if Vince Russo was still booking the product, uh, they would have lost just to kind of like, for that very reason, that'd be so terrible. Uh, so, like, such a bad message. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought this was fun. Um, still not fully on board with this partnership for, you know, just, I don't know. It's, 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 
I guess my, my main problem is the fact that Tegan Shotzi did do a title shot and they never got one. So uh, I think it all if it all worked out if if they do get it. But it is a little weird. And again, the the all the way this went down with the you know Rhea Ripley kind of getting her lines possibly, or or on the flip side being just overcome with emotion, which is all another uh, reaction I saw that people thought like you know. That, that that was the case and it it's, could be um, it's hard to say really yeah, I mean, who knows right yeah uh but i got like we're getting some comments here do you think that rare play is going to start coming out in a superhero costume now like no. are they actually no. <laughs> john's shooting that one down uh, yeah, yeah i guess the whole appeal is that they are this odd couple and i, I will say the commentary team continues to mention it doesn't it doesn't excuse the fact that now we've got like at least three featured odd couple teams on raw alone where you've got Rhea and Nikki, you've got RK Pro, obviously. Both sets of tag team champions, mind you, have this odd couple dynamic where they don't belong together and they're making it work. And you've also got uh, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, and that segues into our my next point. Uh, we, we The tag division is actually looking pretty darn good lately because finally, John, finally, Angel Garza, Humberto Creo are teaming together as they should have at, at least a year ago. They're actual cousins. I think everyone across the board here in the wrestling world could have told you this is a good idea that should have happened a long time ago. It makes all sense in the world. I thought they were great. And at the same time, I see like they, they announced that they're going to be teamed together. They have a brief promo. And then I realized their whole gimmick is that they're handsome. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, just, just have, like, no. I mean, as I will, it's good that I have personality. Like, a gimmick's better than nothing, but that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, depending how it's handled, if it's like they're handsome and, and you know, they did say handsome and charismatic and they can like do whatever they want, fine. And that's a pretty kind of common thing, but it's uh, funny. It's funny that you say the tag division is back on track just in time for the draft to come around and screw it up again in two yeah. weeks. Yeah, uh, I think the number of teams on Raw now outnumbers the teams on SmackDown by a long shot because you've got Veer and Shank, you've got Styles and Omos, you've got Mansoor and uh, Ali, you've got the Viking Raiders, you've got Carrillo and Garza, you've got New Day, and you've got the Champions. Seven teams on Raw. Then, of course, SmackDown, basically the three provinces and the Usos are dominating that division. And then you can, the Mysterios are not, they seem to be on the verge of a breakdown, but the point is SmackDown has like four teams now. Yeah. Uh, so the draft is coming, things will be shaken up. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to hush up and have some hope. I do have some hope. I'm just thinking that they want to balance it out as they should. But we, we'll we talk, always see that, right? We always see and, that. And we talked about this months ago that they should have unified these tag titles. I still think they should unify the tag titles because. 100%. It, it would it would make sense. I mean, it works for the women when they want it to work, but that that's my point. The match itself, it was okay. I mean, it was it was actually pretty good. Uh, with their first time teaming on the main roster, that is, they were on main event, I believe, correct, correct. Uh, on a, on a dark match there. But I'd like to see where it goes. Uh, the, uh, the tag division is kind of like sort of in a standstill you got riddle and orton as the champs but like who are they really feuding with i mean there's not really a sp particular team i guess you could say it's still styles and omos but there's no match i don't think this sunday is there between those nope. so uh, it's going to be like i said 
all this stuff we're talking about pretty much goes out the window after one more raw because of the draft. Like there's yeah. one more raw with this roster and then that's it. It's brand new. It's shaking it up. And that's what's interesting about all of it. And yeah, and I forgot Steven Chambers said Mason T bar. That's another team that raw has. So that's eight, yeah. eight teams. Uh, that's pretty darn good. Uh, and I obviously, you know, I think the draft is going to shake that up somehow. Um, to what extent? I don't know. I, I think in some ways, I'd more expect it to be on the single side of things. If that's Drew McIntyre moving to SmackDown, if that's what, I, what we've mentioned this before, Ask moving over. I, I don't know just how much the tag division will be affected, but you just mentioned, John, the SmackDown side of things is lacking a little bit, at least in terms of depth in that sense. So I think it's coming from Raul Taker Sanchez saying that Garza Carrillo kind of could, could be this like Mexican's pride and joy in terms of like they are. I would say other than Lucha House Party, probably the best hope to have like this, you know, Mexican or, or Hispanic team like really thrive here. Uh, and I, at least off out of the out, out of this initial um, match that we saw here on Raw, I, I hope that they could be the champions. We got a couple comments uh, supporting that idea there that they could be the champions like that. Did you guys say wondering where Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal were? They were overseas at the uh, United Kingdom tour. And Johnny, as you mentioned earlier. Um, Whoever was overseas this time probably won't be next time, and vice versa. So, and then I'm, then I set up something similar to what we saw tonight, where you send it over other SmackDown people to kind of balance it out um, next time. And I think they're returning in November, I believe. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But yeah, I, I fully expect the draft to shake things up like that. Um, again, just how much I don't know. I'm expecting like a, a good amount of shakeup though, because I think they need it. Granted, two shows in the past two weeks have been really, really good. They've had the, the Super SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. That was really, really good. And there's the show at night, which especially by Raw standards, really, really good. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that there, there's reasons to be hopeful, but at the same time, like the draft is still very much a good way to shake things up as, as I think they need to. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, uh, we're talking about the tag division. That's doing pretty darn well. And at least I would say, granted, not the biggest fan of, of this super brutality bit, but otherwise, I thought we saw some good things out of the women's division tonight. We saw Shayna Baszler decisively defeat Nia Jax. It was beautiful. I loved it. I was like, I'm going to freak out if Nia Jax beats Shayna Baszler. My gosh. And she didn't, thankfully. Finally, I think we're done with this. Uh, we, had, we had a video package for it. This seemed like the blow-off match. Baszler had her... You know, stiff strikes. This is the the Shane Baszler we saw in NXT, um, the the one that I thought could very well be a former women's champion once she arrived arrived on the main roster. Obviously, that, that didn't exactly pan out. She's been uh, stuck with Jax for the past year plus. Um, we finally had this match long overdue. Uh, it was pretty darn quick, thankfully. Where where Jax uh, Jack obviously Jax lost pretty decisively. Um, and, and after the match, uh, J- uh, Baszler beat Jax down. And stomped her <laughs> arm on the stairs, and Nia Jax let out this like shriek. screaming like a little schoolgirl. You say schoolgirl? I this sounded like a pterodactyl or something. It didn't sound human, John. Like she was <laughs> I screaming didn't say bloody it was murder, like she was screaming like a dying field mouse. My gosh! Um, <laughs> but I mean, credit to Nia for selling that. I mean, I think uh, what our coworker here, Matt Black, uh, tweeted that. Uh, that like that that's gonna become a, her next meme, kind of like her her my whole bit from oh, way back boy. when. Um, but she, like, that's, that's fun. You know, she really went a little over the top with it, but, um, I will say this was pretty clear to me, at least seemingly that she's going to be written off for a bit. She got her arm stomped like twice, I think in the, on the steel steps and with, with a, with a shriek like that, 
Uh, I would not expect to see her uh, in the immediate future here, you know, kind of sell that. Um, Nesh Curse, 100% agree. Took him long enough. This was long overdue with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, and I think, as I mentioned about Drew McIntyre a minute ago, Shayna Baszler, Steve Jember saying, at the top of that list, she needs a fresh start. Raw has not been kind to her, other than tonight, by and large. Um, it's not been a good run for her on, on Raw. Granted, she wanted the tag titles twice, but I mean, I, I guess especially as a, uh, a singles competitor, overall, lot, lot, lots of more bad than good. French are not saying I'm right. It was a Naya, Naya Dactyl. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I was just thrilled to pieces that Shayna won. And again, I'm very, very hopeful this will be kind of the start of something good for her. Kind of like Jeff Hardy, where it's like, yeah, he, he won tonight. And I would fully expect him to lose on Sunday, but maybe, as you said, John, earlier, maybe he doesn't take the fall, and it's kind of like it's like coming out party, and then he sent him over to SmackDown, uh, and then he's then he he too gets a nice fresh coat of paint like that. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, we mentioned uh, there with uh, Shayna Baszler, Jeff Hardy, and now uh, Hermit Takara saying we need the old Alexa Bliss back. So tonight, uh, Alexa Bliss invited Char- uh, Charlotte Flair to Alexa's playground. And admittedly, I'm, I do not want to get into the weeds here. I would thought there was a chance that Charlotte would be left off the show, just kind of let some certain controversies uh, taper down a little bit. But mm-hmm. she was advertised. I had her on the show. She's on the playground. And this reminded me just, you know, a very, like, heated exchange where um, Alexa, not so much the, you know, creepy, like, Bray Wyatt character, more like, you know, this hybrid of old Alexa and new Alexa, where she was calling Charlotte, like, a narcissistic bitch. Charlie, the Charlie doll got huge chance. I was like, what is going on? This doll is over, over like Rover. Um, that caught me off guard where uh, Charlotte didn't bring it with her to the playground, much to Alexa's uh, sadness. But she said, don't you worry. And the fans started chanting for like, we want Charlie. And she pulls out the doll and the crowd's going crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I, Assuming that, that that wasn't piped in, people are actually digging this. Um, and granted, people have chanted for a little bit literally before, as Nesh Chris is pointing out, but this is the, the Charlie doll, a whole other thing. Um, but I thought this was very, very good. I actually made me think, and as Michael Gubbins saying, a good promo. Uh, and yes, Charlie is expensive. We, we found out last week $40 for, for that doll, uh, a little, little too steep of a price in my book. But uh, I thought this was very, very good. You know, as soon as they kind of go, started going in this direction, I was excited for it. I really like Alexa Bliss. Uh, Lily, Lily or not, Charlie or not, I, th- I think she's been doing great work. Long overdue for a title shot like this. I say that every time we talk about her. But uh, at this point, John, do you think that there's any chance we see a title change on Sunday? Or are you leaning towards Charlotte winning? Or how do you, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, I'm inclined to think that Charlotte will keep it for a little bit. But like I said, the match and event is in Alexa Bliss hometown. I expect her to get a huge ovation and pop being that it's in Columbus. Uh, but that just proves my point really even more because lately, if you're in your hometown, you'll lose or get beat up. That's WWE's method. AEW is the opposite. WWE, right. if you're in your hometown, you lose. Right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say just for that alone that Charlotte will probably win, keep the title a little bit, and... I think this will carry over into Survivor Series. We don't know what we're going to get for women's matches in Saudi Arabia. We think Queen of the Ring. That's probably it. They're not going to get too carried away, I would assume. But who knows? And I don't foresee Charlotte or Alexa Bliss being Queen of the Ring. So Survivor Series seems like the place for a second shot here. 
I like that idea. I think if they really want to like turn this into this kind of full fledged story, you we could see this like you know exploration of of Char Charlotte even said tonight she was trying to like um she was treating this like it was a cry for help from Alexa Bliss of like someone wanting to kind of have her her old self brought back. So maybe even we could see this kind of go all the way and have you know this bring the old Alexa Bliss back or or you know lean more into this hybrid of old and new Alexa Bliss like that. Um I think that'd be pretty darn cool to have something like that where Charlotte as as they are these two very uh distinct characters. Charlotte Flair the Queen, Alexa Bliss, this Bray Wyatt light character here. Um I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh if if they're able to kind of really draw it out like that and turn into a, a real you know meaningful story like that. I, I definitely would like to see that. Um but yeah, I thought this was, this was probably from at least from my book one of the better Alexa Bliss promos we've seen during this you know demonic character run that she's been on for the past roughly year, mm -hmm. uh, and this was good for Charlotte Flair as well. Um, and I would agree. I, I think based on all, all the all the math, for lack of a better word, uh, where you've got uh, Bliss in her, in her hometown, Charlotte, you know, granted only won the title a month ago. I feel like they wouldn't necessarily want to. We we just mentioned two, the past two champions are already in a team winning tag titles together, so I feel like they would probably want some stability like that uh, to have Charlotte at least have a title, you know, even a little bit longer. Um, but I think it'll be a very fun match. I, I think again, even even if they don't go with the route of you know drawing out having it be this epic story, it'll still be a, a fun story and uh, in, in one match at least on Sunday. And again, because of the two very strong personalities, so I'm looking forward to that. Something that I was not looking forward to tonight, but we got anyway, as DJ Gasset pointing out, enough with Dewdrop and Eva Marie. He says, put Dewdrop on SmackDown to go after Becky Lynch. I don't know about that. I think that's more of a long-term thing, but I don't know, man. Like, Eva, And I, I know it's the point. Okay, I know we're not supposed to like Eva Marie, but rapidly approaching the go-away heat with me where like she was on... Uh, she comes out. We we know we're, they announced we're getting Dewdrop versus Eve, Eve Marie again. I think this was like the third time, I believe, since on SummerSlam, or maybe it is, yes. Um, and then Eva cuts this promo about like, look at me, look Dewdrop. It's uh, the I, same I, promo that Alexa Bliss and Nia Jackson. Exactly, John. Exactly. It's like this is not how 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 could we have this on the same show? We only have this epic main event of Reigns, Lashley, and Biggie. Like, there's just. We know they can do better, and, and 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 it's not just the woman's vision. It's not like it's not just the performers. Like we know they they are capable of so much better than this. And and then and, and for what you throw she had a line like and look at look at you know, do drop. I'm put together. You're not. You're a little girl. I'm a woman. Like come on, man. And then yeah, you know. Then she looks like a jerk and she loses in like three minutes. So okay, she's she hasn't really won a match. I think she's won maybe a tight match with do drop since she came back. Um, but she has not won a singles match that I can recall. Um, so yeah. very, very quickly, like losing, I guess, believability. Um, but we're definitely getting some agreements about uh, even Marie here. So also saying if Marie got less TV time, we will be more entertaining. Uh, Dewdrop drop deserves better. So also saying for all take Sanchez saying that it's impossible that uh, WWE is out of ideas for Eva. Um, Hard to disagree. I mean, if, again, if you're having her cut this kind of like cookie cutter, very basic and I'll, I'll, I didn't say outdated promo. I mean, and that, that's I'm not even knocking even Marie. She's very she's talented in in the role she plays. I think she, as we, I said it when, when even when Dewdrop arrived, and I even kind of questioned the pairing. I was like, well, no, at least you know 
Dewdrop could benefit. But now it keeps going on, and you know, yeah, there there is this at least some some validity to the feeling that I don't know if they've got any other plan for her right now. Um, but at least that seems like they value value her enough to have her on TV, so that that's something. Um, but I don't know. I I, I kind of agree that. Uh, Maybe Dudop would would also be better off going over to SmackDown, even though she's she's only what three ish months into her main roster run. That you know it's already yes. kind of time to shake it up here. Because um, yeah, if she stays on Raw, she will probably be at, at risk of more and more matches with Eve Marie, and, and nobody wants that. So uh, yeah, that, this was definitely one of the the lower points for the show tonight. But um, I think I guess we can talk about the extra rules a little bit because again, we don't have an, an announced uh, WWE title match. We had obviously had Orton versus Lashley, but that's not happening. So um, another thing we're pointing out is that MVP actually is having surgery. They announced last week that uh, a WWE, WWE announced after MVP got arcaded by Orton that he uh, injured his rib, and then MVP had tweeted that. Um, yeah, I was actually having knee surgery. He actually is hurt, so we're not quite sure how long he'll be out, but uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that unfolds. Where I know he was injured early this year, and that's why he started walking around with a cane, and then he had surgery. Now he's going to have surgery. He hasn't had surgery as far as we know yet. He had tweeted he's having it soon uh, or today. So, yeah, I, I'd be curious to see if he'll, if he'll still be on TV, for how much time he'll miss. Hopefully, he'll stick around you know, and, and still be part of the show because he's very, very entertaining. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something worth, worth noting that you know, we didn't see him tonight, whereas he had Paul Heyman and Reigns. So definitely a kind of a, a, a notable absence there. Uh, did you guys say pointing out that Demolition's Karen Cross had a good promo with tonight? I didn't see like I I, I saw it. Uh, I, I just didn't really like get the point of it where he just said like he likes to make people suffer. And, you know, that was all there is to it. Like, I just don't get like why they haven't got these promos. He's in a suit. He looks sharp. It's kind of the Kieran Cross we saw at, the, at least the end of his NXT days. And that we didn't see it tonight, but then, as we well well know, now then he's going out in this ridiculous getup. So it's just this very weird like mix of like kind of good promos, looks ridiculous, kind of has good matches, can't take him seriously. It's like he already kind of like Dewdrop. He already kind of needs to go to go to SmackDown because like he's they've already kind of botched that. So like I know I, it seems like a cop out just to keep like saying oh like you know ship him over to the other brand and get, give him a fresh coat of paint. But I mean that, if you're gonna like mishandle him that badly, I don't know what else to do with him. Like especially you know I can I I'd, I'd hope that the SmackDown team would handle him better. But again, who, who's even to say um, that? That you fare even better. I, I just don't know. Uh, I will say I don't want to knock that too much and be too negative because that was a very good show. One thing I did enjoy, uh, a very small thing at least, uh, Drake Maverick being back in the 24-7 title scene has been a lot of fun. Uh, we had a little vignette slash scene uh, tonight where he was backstage as, as this mastermind trying to help the guys uh, recapture the title from uh, Reggie. So it was uh, R-Truth, Akira Tozawa, and Joe Gulak with Drake Maverick. Andrew Maverick kind of had this like whiteboard. He had the scheme, and just like last week, seems like he had a pretty good scheme. But the, uh, the your scheme's only as good as the guys you have to execute it. Where uh, our truth mis- miscommunicated, and there's there's a mix up, and lo and behold, Reggie got away, did some flips. It was fun. Um, again, harmless. Literally, it's literally like ninety seconds on the show. 
not not too much to write about. But I like I like having Drake Maverick back. I mean, he's been I would say other than our truth, probably one of the better uh, characters in, in this twenty four seven title scene. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's a positive. But back to Karen Cross for a minute here. Uh, Raul Taker Sanchez saying that uh, making a prophecy. I think he's, he's even said it before that like, Karen Cross will be the next King of the Ring. Now we I, it's been all but confirmed. That we're getting Queen of the Ring, or or I think it's the Queen's Crown tournament next month. Uh, still no official word on King of the Ring, as far as I know. I thought it's been rumored, but nothing really official. Uh, Adam Pierce's tweet about it, where he said like uh, when like I, we've had Xavier Woods talk about it, King Corbin, or I should say Happy Corbin now has uh, talked about it here and there. We know that King Nakamura has the crown now, but he didn't actually win the crown. So hopefully, at some point soon, we'll actually get another tournament. And I guess I would ask you, John. Would carrying cross be a, a leading contender for the for the crown, or who who would you kind of tap? We were talking about a little bit about the the the, the queen's tournament earlier, but who would you kind of tab as a you know a potential king of the ring? Uh, carrying cross does strike me as a king of the ring candidate, and uh, if we're talking queen of the ring, uh, I, I have to think Liv Morgan would be a candidate for that as somebody that really needs it. Uh, yeah, King of the Ring, I definitely would focus on carrying Cross, though. Um, you know, somebody in like that upper to mid card. Uh, <laughs> maybe we got a uh, Keith Bearcat Lee. Oh my gosh, John, uh, what are that, they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? That that see, that, like, that, how, why would you do that? And like, you know, it's gonna get out. It's good. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. I'll give it a chance. I keep I keep thinking it's Bear Claw, and in my mind I keep thinking it's like Keith Bear Claw Lee. I know that's not it, but I like I, I cracked myself up because it's like that's even worse. Um, oh man, they, what are they doing to Keith Lee? My gosh, um, I like the idea of Karen Cross winning, winning King of the Ring if and only if uh, they get him out of, get him get him out of this ridiculous gear. Ideally, you get Scarlett back. We still don't know what's going on there. We have no idea, um, but you know I. I think that he may be more than anybody at this point, other than a Keith Lee. So uh, could really use that to kind of, uh, you know, revitalize their career. Stephen Chambers comedy, maybe a Drew, like Drew McIntyre could, could be it. I think King of the Ring is at its best when, when it establishes somebody new. And granted, Karen Cross, you know, is, isn't new, new. I mean, he's new, but like, it's not, it's not like he's just debuted, but I, I whereas Drew McIntyre, he was literally the face of the brand for like a year. So I think it's time for, for somebody else. And did you guys say point out maybe, maybe a John Morrison, obviously not somebody new in that sense, but somebody new uh, in, in the, in the single scene here, like that idea, um, you know, to kind of give him a fresh start. Cause obviously he kind of got the short end of the stick with the Miz on dancing with the stars that, that I believe that started tonight. They told us to vote for him during raw. I yep. did not. I just, I don't care. Um, but if that's your thing, more power to you. And good, very good luck to, to the Miz. Obviously, the dancing on Dancing with Stars is not easy at all. Oh, I saw someone pointing out it's White Claw. I was, I was wrong. I, I misspoke. I was thinking about Bear Claws, I think, a dessert or something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's there's a lot of possibilities about what they could do for King and Queen of the Ring or, or whatever they want to call it. I like Melissa Morgan as an option for the, the, the woman side of things here. Um, I think she could have, she also deserves it. But speaking of Keith Lee here, I, again, I've been conditioned for shenanigans. I thought Keith Lee, I, even though I was aware of the bear claw uh, name change before the show, I thought there was a chance that he would come out at the end of the show and, and get involved in the main event. 
that they would do something like that. I thought that'd be pretty fun, uh, especially with M- MVP, at least for now, you know, rec- recovering or, or not missing, but off TV. Uh, I thought we you know, kind of reforming the purpose in some sense could be good. Uh, we didn't, we did not see that tonight. I think that could be in the cards, if not Keith Lee in general. Um, I don't know. I really like the idea of the bloodline versus the new day versus the hurt business. Uh, somehow what I don't know if that would be, uh, Cedric and Shelton again. I don't know if they'd really kind of run that back, but I guess they, we're going to say in speculation land, John, if you had to pick two people to put with Keith Lee here other, other than MVP, cause he's again, kind of on the shelf right now as the new hurt business, I would have to imagine Keith Lee would probably be on there, but who, who else? I don't know who else you would really, would be a good option unless you do kind of bring Cedric back in the fold. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody else immediately that that really sticks out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's some potential, you know, to, depending on what they want to do with NXT. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Keith Lee. Oh, maybe. maybe oh, I like that comment from Stephen Chambers saying Apollo Cruz. Did you guys say saying Sheamus? Could be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I was going to say Apollo Cruz, uh, Real Taker Sanchez. I think Apollo would be a good choice, kind of to have him, uh, you know, sh- shake it up here. Uh, but yeah, not just saying, why not have Lee and Ozzy Jones join their business? I like that idea. I think they could do a lot there uh, with, you know, again, this, this stable warfare kind of thing. We're already seeing that now with the, the New Day and their business. I Sorry, the New Day and uh, the Bloodline. I'm not sure. Uh, again, how we're really going to get from here to Survivor Series, where uh, over on SmackDown, Roman has his hands full with Demon Valor, Brock Lesnar, uh, presumably other people as well. Uh, and uh, at the same time, Bobby, uh, for Biggie, you've got Bobby Lashley, technically Randy Orton, where you know he, he was owed a... Well, actually, he got a title match, but I guess he could challenge for another one. He defeated, We even talked about it. He, he defeated AJ Styles tonight. Fun match. You know, I thought it was pretty good. Um not really much to it. We mentioned earlier that like the, we got, we got the singles match and it was kind of this c- continuation of the, the tag feud, but otherwise there's not a whole real story for the tag titles right now. Uh, RK bro are the story. Really? We got more of a, those shenanigans there, but uh good match there. And I wouldn't be surprised if that did get added to extreme rules. I'm looking at it right now and it's practically a SmackDown show because you've got six matches and only two of them are on like raw branded matches. So I would definitely expect at least one match for, for the raw side of things to get added. And that would make a lot of sense uh, basically because they have been feuding because they're the champions. Um, so I, I could see that, but regardless, I think extreme Bowls is shaping up to be a pretty fun show, especially if they add actually do add spoilations to more than matches, but uh, at least for tonight, Actually, a very good episode of Raw. Uh, a very, very, very fun main event match where, again, what's the recipe of making a show better? You put Roman, you put Roman Reigns on it. You know, that's that's all there really is to it for me. Um, John, if you had to rate a uh, one to ten, what what would you say for tonight's show? Um, we'll go seven point two five. Seven point two five. Why not higher? I don't know. I think there's more they can do with some of the undercard feuds and the tag feud, I think, could be developed a little better. And of course, uh, just the women in general, they're getting there. I think they just 
they need to keep the momentum going. Not not just these one good show a month and then back yes. to the same old stuff. Yes. I, I hope that they don't look at this like, oh, we, we, we met our quota. Now we don't have to have another good show until late October. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think that there's a lot of fairness in that where it's like the, it wasn't a perfect show. There was definitely, thing, again, that I had a go, go away heat with Eve Marie and some other things that I didn't really care for, but uh, definitely getting some. By and large, some some positive comments here. Nestor Chris with an eight, a Salson with a seven, because Eve, I'm assuming he's knocking because Eve, Eve Marie, Raul Jacob Sanchez giving it a seven point four, uh, Francisco Nava giving it seven ducks out of ten, uh, Kevin Tyler with a seven point three point one, uh, Dietrich Cassie with, with a nine, and Michael Covey with a nine point seven, Salson with a seven, Michael Covey also saying you're crazy for going less than an eight, but that's what Stephen Chambers is doing with a six, as well as Gavin comes with a six point eight. Um, for me, especially on the raw curve, I can't go less than an eight. Okay, when you've got Roman Reigns and this wonderful uh, pay per view quality tag team match that, that we actually got a decisive ending for, and the fun tag team match to begin the show, um, Styles Norton's very good, Sheamus is Hardy, fairly good. Um, you know, not perfect, but again, grading for Raw. If I'm coming out of saying Raw is actually good, can't complain too much. So I liked it a lot. I'll, I'll go for an eight on the Raw curve, which is it is high, but again, if we're, if we're keeping in mind some of the other Raws we've had to deal with recently, not going to complain too too much. Um, but yeah, Nesca is pointing, pointing out that I do love Roman. I love Roman. All right, I'm not I'm not going to hide that. Like easy way for me to get, to, rate, to rate a show highly, just put Roman Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman on it. I'm going to like it a lot more. Um, and again, that's one reason why I'd be pretty pretty darn happy if we saw Roman Reigns more on the Raw side of things. Not to say I want him to leave SmackDown, to say that I want him to be on every week. But again, I, I like this the spirit of even within WWE the first, uh, the so called forbidden door uh, between Raw and SmackDown. I think there, there's a lot of fun possibilities there. So uh, hopefully tonight was a start of at least in the general sense some more of that. But if, if not. If not, I will say I enjoyed it a lot and it was a good show. So with that, uh, as Stephen Chambers in the comments helping a segue, uh, see what to expect from tomorrow night, maybe more debuts. John, you'll not be here to talk uh, Tuesday night about NXT 2.0. Coming off of the debut episode, a mix, the, mix, the mixed bag that it was, um, we got Index, and I, I, I cannot be too upset for that very reason. Uh, but otherwise, definitely a, a strange creature that we got with NXT 2.0. Hopefully, we'll have a little more, uh, you know, gauge of what to expect going forward. Whereas, if left last week was kind of they went 180 to kind of really emphasize the the, the revamp, or maybe, maybe we'll kind of settle back into a little more balance. But or or they're going to keep going with what we saw last week. That's probably it. But I, I can hope because it was certainly a, a weird one. Uh, but we'll, we'll be here to talk about it Tuesday night uh, to talk all things NXT 2.0. Otherwise, uh, Rob, Robert Fleason and I are here on Saturday morning to talk about Friday Night SmackDown and the Diamond Dudes Attitude cover all things AEW. Otherwise, we've got a, a great stream of interviews constantly coming, coming at you guys. Uh, Bill Pritchard recently interviewed uh, Mojo Rally and CM Punk and Paul White. I interviewed Fandango or Dirty Dango last week. That'll be up uh, at some point soon this week on our channel. So make sure to leave a like and subscribe across all of, all of the platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify. Whatever, maybe we've got to cover you. You, you. you know what? You know. You know what? You know what it is. Uh, so that being said, Raw was fun. It's a good show. Uh, that makes it easy to do the one thing we do here, WrestleZone. And John, can you tell me what that is? Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.